Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and today we're going to be having a casual conversation as Valentine calls it around gaming. None of us except Valentine know what we're actually going to be talking about so excuse me if I sound a bit confused. Yeah, I, I like you confused. Uh, you didn't introduce our guest, like what kind of referral? This is why we're, we're taking privileges <laughs> away from you. <laughs> it's because of you, you see. I'm already confused. I forgot that we had a guest. Anyway, so we're joined today by um, Farai, aka Baby Boy Gaming. Or thanks for having me. Uh, my mic was muted, but yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, like Rufaro said, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to be talking about, but yeah, I figured maybe Valentine misses me and he wants to have me on the podcast. And since I miss him too, I said yes, let's do it. Hold on. Hold on. So, I was, well, the thing I'd actually picked up to talk was like um, just games in general, because on my end, it feels like there's been a slowdown of releases. Um, at least from my yeah. perspective, or when it comes to like with the PS5 being out and all that kind of stuff. So I was just curious as to since you're like closer to the market now, and you know um, I haven't been on your channel in a bit. I think I should do that. Um, but like, can you just give us a lowdown of of what had what has caught your eye in the last I don't know two three months since we last talked? Okay, cool. Um, what has caught my eye? That's a bit of a uh, a terrible one because the game I've been playing mostly is God of War and that's a 2018 release. That's the game I've been working on almost like a a review over the past um, month or two. So that's the game I've been playing. But more in regards to your question about uh, things slowing down, um, I think it's, it's natural. Usually when new consoles come out, like the first year is usually a tired year or at least a year that you you don't upgrade because there's not going to be much to play. So I think that's really what's going on. But I've been playing um, God of War and and Control. You know Control? Yeah. Or God of War? Yeah. Those two are the ones I've been playing. Pretty interesting games. I, I, I don't know if you guys have any like specific questions, but you're going to see the reviews like soon enough. So. Well, I have, I have a question about God of War. This is the one with, uh, when Kratos goes to uh, Scandinavia, right? Uh, with yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, I remember watching playthroughs of that game. How's it going? How's the initial? You know, I know it's kind of a retrospective now, but how's the game going in, in comparison to the PSP version of God of War, uh, where Kratos was just an absolute savage, to now when in the game it seems kind of more of a I don't know mature. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's basically it. Hey, where so just for context sake, I haven't played the other ones prior to this one, but I do know how the storyline goes. I researched it for view purposes but really um the guy is less of a savage like you said he's, he's a father now so it's, it's, it's a super fascinating game hey it's a super, when i got into it um i didn't think it was going to make me think about like um fatherhood and parenting as much as it did which is not the kind of thing you expect from a game about uh, a a savage god, if you will. It's not really what I walked in expecting. I mean, I had seen some of the reviews and everything else, and to a degree, I did think there's going to... So there is combat and fighting, but it's really a story about a father and a son, and it's super compelling. It's super compelling. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So is it, is it kind of like on the Last of Us level of, you know, narrative hype? Because I remember playing the first one, and I was like, the story was good. Like, everything else, I wasn't really much of a fan of, but the, the the game storytelling was really good. Is it like on that level or something else entirely? Yeah, I think to a degree it might be on that level. I think 
it's um it's kind of a different story in that it's I wouldn't say it's as emotional as as the last of us but I mean in terms of just being weighty and you see the words I'm like looking for I'm really looking for words <laughs> but it's 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 just a dope story, man. It's about a father and a son. It's it's a story that, you know how, it's a piece of art that makes you think. That's how I would describe it. Like, I, I never really think about kids or I think I'm far from having kids and that kind of stuff. But it's it kind of shows your perspective. And then you kind of, it's the kind of experience where you, you start thinking of your own experience. Like, I have a dad as well. I think, oh, okay, so maybe this guy was going through this. You know, that kind of thing that just makes you think, which I think is what art is supposed to do. So it's a super, super fascinating game. And, and games mechanics-wise, uh, I know Ed would be interested in this as well. Like, um, on PS4, I'm pretty sure it's pretty good. So how's, how's it in that department? Um, maybe mechanically, it's cool, man. Um, it's all right. It's nothing like, wow, the combat is good. It's very different from the other God of War games, but I, I didn't play those, but I, I can see that it's very different. But I think like the mechanics, the graphics um, are like, they're just devices that are used to to bring out the narrative, really. I think those things are more... They're just part of the experience, but they're not what you're there for. At least that's not what I got after um, after playing it. The other thing that did stand out to me, it was the, the world building, because you get to travel between, I think, seven or nine rounds. I, I don't really remember the specific number, but you get to see a lot of different um, environments, and the world building is really, like, really good. I remember there's one stage specifically where you go to to hell and hell in this mythology is like extremely cold and weirdly enough on the day i played it i think that was on, on monday or something it was extremely cold as well so i, I felt like super immersed in the game because of that but it, the the design is like super thoughtful and even though i feel the game is too long because you get to experience it in so many different like worlds it, it feels really good it doesn't get boring or tedious that's neat um so it's more about the narrative than anything to do with the, with the actual games mechanics so are you falling to that side like i think the last time we spoke i think you did say that um you were more about the narrative than the graphics or was it did i say that or did ed say that we were talking about cyberpunk <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, but yeah, I think narratives are always cool. It's just that they're time consuming. I think that's it. Yeah, and I think it's it it kind of speaks to me as well in terms of um, uh, my general style of when I'm playing a game. Uh, I have a problem of not paying too much attention to the story, but a lot of attention to like the the physics of the game, the cinematics of the game you know the mechanics of it as well in terms of just how <clears throat> how all the elements kind of relate to each other and and yeah. yeah i think i think that's it's an interesting way of of looking at it but uh just sucks in terms of um games where you need to pay attention to instructions kind of get lost in the background and you know miss an instruction and yeah, you're supposed to kill this guy silently, but you decide to go all machine gun on him and <laughs> you have to respawn. So yeah, like um, 
Like so, I, so I wonder, that, it's interesting. Does that make you like a Call of Duty guy? Like an online multiplayer kind of guy. Like you just pick up the controller and go in. And that's the thing, eh? Uh, I'm actually, I I play Call of Duty and mm. um, my general style of playing it, if I'm online, well, yeah, it's just a 10 minute bash where I'm just me and I don't know, eight other, seven other guys and we just uh, drop in each other. Uh, but in the mm. sense of the story form, it's it's one of those things where I I think it's a time issue. So I'm like, hey, I I want to follow the story because it is an interesting story. But uh, uh, I'd need to play it at batches of like three four hours for me to get the most out of it, which yeah. usually I don't have. So yeah, God of War took me yeah. thirty hours. Jeez. I actually had that Ooh. issue with Witcher. Eh? Like, I feel like it's got an interesting story, but then it's like to really pay attention. With, oh, all right, this guy he goes there. He's a Witcher. He's trying to find <laughs> this lady, and there's this other character that's then introduced some mother with some kid, and they got lost in the hoods or something, and you have to go find them. And I was like, how is this all connected? And I'm trying to keep track of everything, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? I just want to get inside, kill some monsters, and get because that's what I have capacity for right now in my head. Yeah, the yeah, witch is super complicated. <laughs> it like ends up being like um an arcade, an arcade uh, gaming list for for some of us uh, in terms of just a game that allows you to just play 10, 15 minutes of it at a time and get back to it. Uh, but I do miss like getting super immersed in in into a game. I still remember that was. Uh, that was really a thing with uh, Far- the days of Far Cry 3. I think Ooh, the games had a lot of threes. Yeah, there was Far Cry 3. There was Battlefield 3. There was uh, there was another game with a three in it. I don't know, but the th- the games <laughs> with threes kind of like did the thing. Eh? <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, <laughs> these, these are the stuff. But like just getting super immersed into a different world, um, headphones included, it was just, uh, oh man, like you really, you really get taken into another world. You just, yeah, it, it gets addictive. I think that's maybe what made like God of War like super, super fun for me because before that I really didn't, I wasn't really playing the stuff that was uh, time consuming because I would leave it halfway. So I think I did the same thing with um horizon zero dawn which is another brilliant game i'll get around to reviewing that later on but narrative games it's hard to like pick up the controller and play it for like 20 minutes like before we did this i was playing apex legends for like maybe 30 minutes and you can do that because yeah as soon as you want you just you just turn off the console and you do something else like it's getting into that we can call it headspace but there's a time and place for everything, I think. Um, for me, it's like sometimes I like sitting down and I know I'm going to spend like three hours on something. Um, and for me, I've really gotten into like side scroll shooters uh, because obviously lacking hardware and people are telling me not to buy the PS4. So I, I'm listening. Sorry, can yes, you don't. What, what kind of shooters? Uh, side scroll shooters. Like, uh, you know, the old. Um, ah, okay, okay. Like yeah. the Contra types. You know, the Contra types, yeah. So it's like uh, there's this game called. I think it's called Broforce, which is just ridiculous. It's like if, if Team America, the movie, was made into a game with a lot of shooting. It's entertaining. 
but it's like arcade style. Then there's another game called Drive, uh, which is really cool. Like this dude uh, is a space junker, and then he gets lost, and then he then um, finds his way onto the ship with aliens, and you just it's like playing Contra, but you're basically shooting and, and going through. But it gets more complicated with stages, levels, and obstacles. So that stuff like the for me that feels arcade and like i can do that i can do a stage and then leave the game for like i don't know three weeks and then come back to it and then just do a stage or whenever yeah. i feel like doing it you but don't like, have to remember anything <laughs> yeah you don't have to like you, you know you basically once you're two seconds in the game you've got the controls down already but stuff like uh, i remember playing the last of us and i was like yeah you know what uh i think uh zelda breath of the wild uh dragon of beauty again was another game that i needed to sit and probably like yeah i need to block off like four or five hours on the weekend to be like, yeah, I want to really get into this. Um, but it's never yeah. often for me to, to do the, the, the immersive game. As much as I love narrative games, sometimes it's a bit taxing, to be honest, because yeah, yeah, you really have to make time. You may have to make a commitment. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of- You said something that interested me though about the PS4. Hmm. What were you saying? Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> you were saying that people are discouraging him from buying the PS4. Me being one of the people. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Why, why are dude, the PS5 that? is out already. Just get that instead of the PS4. It yeah. does, it well, does not make not, sense right now. Can't just get a PS5. Supply issues and whatnot. But, I, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get the PS4 now. Unless, of course, you'd like have a very specific list of games you want to play. But then again, you can still play them on the 5. So it's like, what's... What would really be the point? So there you go, Valentine. If Baby Boy Gaming says don't buy a PS4, <laughs> no, I do it. It's now a written law. No, I'm impatient because, like, it's 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 like you know when you're itching to play something, uh, something a little bit more challenging. Um, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm not gonna get that on PC and playing like very minimal games. Like, um, I was like that game called Don't Starve is another game that I've been playing around with. Um, and it's like I, I, it's cool, but I'm not getting that that thing I'll get yeah. from a good FPS or from playing in a multiplayer lobby or something or online. I'm not getting that or playing yeah. that like an immersive story. It's not giving me that because, again, maybe I think it's an aesthetics issue. You know that you know um, when you're looking at a flat map, like you can pretty much pan out and see everything. But if you're in a first-person shooter, let's say, and then you have to like be mindful of your surroundings. Um, you know, uh, it like it's that kind of version that i missed and yeah the headphones on so that you can hear footsteps yeah man yeah man. that's what i want but you know since 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 the official authority on gaming said do not get i think i'll wait for the for the (laughs) i mean i would wait but but the thing as well is like it doesn't it doesn't seem like the situation there is going to get better anytime soon so it's like yeah that's another issue but would, would Did like, any of you guys play um, Among Us when it, when yeah. it was making people crazy? Yep. Haven't played it. I saw the rave and I was, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to play it. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It's one of those. I haven't played it in a while, but it's, they, they put something in there. They put some cocaine in there. I can't even describe <laughs> it. <laughs> so the um, thing is, the thing is, my little cousin was like, dude, let's play this game. Please download and play this game. And I just kept brushing it off. I'm like, dude, I'll see, I'll see. Up until a point where I saw it was installed on my phone. I'm like, terrible is it cousin. that bad? Is, is, is it that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did try and play it. And, ah, oh, man, I think I, 
I think I didn't give it enough um, enough attention. It looked like it's an interesting game, but it didn't grip <laughs> me enough. Uh, I, I think I was like, okay. maybe you have to play it with like people you know. I think that kind of adds to the experience. Ah, uh, mm. yeah, because I it could even be like a, a work activity where, like, because it's really that simple. Everyone can play. It. Mm. Mm. So division amongst the I think that would be interesting. And and yeah, I think Shami would always be the imposter of Valentine. Yeah, word to that. <laughs> why Shami though? Why why are you putting on blast like this? Shami, Shami is <laughs> Shami's the joker. Like she's 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 kryptonite. So yeah, she'll always be the imposter. <laughs> always. No, but that's that's the thing as well. Like that's the most fun role to play in the game. And I hate that you get to miss it like 10 out of 11 times. And okay, now I'm curious about the game. I guess I'll, I'll take a look at it. So I haven't actually been exploring like a couple of games, like what Valentin was saying could see earlier on, but what guys, what games have caught your eyes, you guys and stuff like that. So it, it happens when the laptop is sick, when it's sick, everything just freezes. And I, Valentine, if you're able to consider PC or console, I think that would be the only benefit of a, of a console. Like, you don't have as many issues to do with um, overheating and things like that. Side note aside, um, what was I saying? Yes, I haven't played much games. I think that's all I was saying. But you owe us a couple yep. of live streams, though, like City Skylines. You just go on. Oh, yeah. What, what happened with that? What happened with the cities? Uh, that's what happened. Right? <laughs> so the thermal paste in the laptop became dry and I had to repaste it. And it's a whole mission to open this laptop. Um, it would probably plug the video at this point. There's a video showing how to open <laughs> the laptop. So do go on the channel, watch that. And don't forget to click the subscribe button. Um, coming back. I'm subscribed. Or are you, are you talking to the To the, <laughs> to the, the audience. squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so after the laptop went kaput, everything just froze. And now, yeah, sure, it's a bit better, but I'm just like, eh, See, this is why this. console gaming is where it's at. It's cheaper, and you don't have to keep opening the damn thing and repasting whatever it is that needs repasting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that, um, definitely. So like, would it, would it mm. be? So would you guys not crucify me for like getting like an Xbox One, um, just you know as a make wait up until the point where, you know, the five is available because I'm a very impatient. Why the one? Why not Series S? Okay, we can get the Series S. Like I, I was looking at the cheap range, like you know, I was just looking at like a cheaper. Series S yeah. must be must be cheap. Series X is the expensive one. Series X is the one that's priced the same as as the PlayStation. Series S is cheap. I wouldn't know from the top of my head. Maybe two fifty. I don't remember. I think, I'm not. I'm not an Xbox guy. Yeah, but it I think it's be around 50. that range. Two, two fifty, three hundred bucks. So, guys, is this flea market prices, or are we talking like you're buying online prices? Nah, outside, outside flea market. Of course, they're gonna kill you because they're handling everything for you. <laughs> they're bringing it in. They have no competition. They're gonna kill you. Maybe they'll say like seven hundred. I think I saw it for as low as six eighty. That's the lowest I've seen in here. Oh, but but their markups are insane, though. Like, how do you even move units like that? Like, because if you're no, 
I think isn't it a business thing? They they don't move that many units, so they might as well make as as much a margin as possible on the ones they do. I think. But then, for anyone, do you to come think they buy, would sell more if they if it was cheaper? Probably, like because and even if you see the big shops and then uh, game uh, at GameStop and then Target and whatnot, I've just been checking online. People have been tracking uh, PS PS Five pre-orders, and they're like, yeah. the price point is good enough that they'll run out in a day. So these guys were okay, but but Zimbos Zimbos we don't have budgets for that. At least I, that's what I think. <laughs> but but how much are you going to lose? Like let's say it's it's two fifty online, right? And then you price it at let's say three hundred or four hundred, right? Let's say four hundred to be generous. I don't think they can do that because of duties. Ah, true, true. Yeah, because they should be like I think a forty five percent duty. So forty five percent of two fifty. That's like. How, how much is that? Is that one twenty or something? I don't know. It's, it's a significant amount. Yeah, but and then they put their markup. Yeah, but damn, man, like it's like you don't. It, it gets crazy very quickly. <laughs> but where, where are you gonna make the money then? Is the thing because for anyone to come and buy from you, either at Oshaya, kind of, they have more money than cents to be honest. Like, I don't see. So I know that the model really worked in the older days because you had no other options, like how else could you get it so it, it really was them controlling the market nowadays it's a bit hard i know like for for games what i know for games is when let's say when fifa comes out it costs like 60 bucks right if you're buying it online or in a normal country um in here at the flea markets i think it's, it was like 120 or something like that in the older days you had no choice because you couldn't buy online. And you probably couldn't buy outside the country as well. Now you can. So I think it's just going to, it's going to gradually shift and they're going to become more competitive as people have more compelling um, places or at least ways to buy the things. So is it, should it be a case of like the authority should be looking at um, adjusting the duty? Because No, no, no. Adjusting what? The, the import duty, the duty they pay for for, for those products. Oh, yeah, I think so, but but like realistically. <laughs> okay, okay. Let, let, let's say hypothetically, right? They can somehow yeah. see the potential of esports in Zimbabwe. Like they can literally see that yeah. you know, if you give people the environment and do this, this could, could become like a really big thing because anyone yeah. anyway can do it, even like uh, as a hobby. Like you'd be part of a of, uh, I don't know, whatever people are playing these days, uh, you know, a team, and then that could be an industry in Zim. So why mm-hmm. not, like, try incentivize that? Because, you know, at Zim, we need all the options we can get. And with the kind of US people are moving in, like, my PS4, like, it doesn't, like, even, it's not, it's a drop in the ocean to the money the government gets in total from duties. It's mostly vehicles and, and other stuff. So you can pretty much yeah. relax that and, like, let's see what happens rather than, you know, making it restrictive people to enter certain things because the barrier to entry for the actual product here in Zimbabwe is so massive that by the time it gets to you, you're like, you know what, I might as well yeah. wait. Because I, I remember back in the old days um, when I got a PS2 from England, a friend of mine went to the flea market to buy a PS1 because it was now cheaper. And I was like, you know, it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> like, it really shouldn't yeah, it be, shouldn't that be that way. like that. It definitely shouldn't be like that. It's like someone buying, what, a PS2 now or three? Yeah. Yeah, it's like basically that. Well, I think, in you know what, I, to be fair, I think what you said, like, makes a lot of sense, right? Um, there's a potential industry there. Um, but 
for for regulators to start looking at this thing at these kind of things it means a lot of um um adults or maybe even parents and and, and those kind of people should um should be involved or at least they should be will from there to make that change and i don't think that change is is there for gaming specifically that's not you know contextually that's not how parents or at least in my case that's not how they view games they they view them in a very different light so if anything they would probably be lobbying against that and then secondly <laughs> um if you if you look at the fact that uh more vital industries, at least in my opinion, just, uh, or at least more vital products like uh, laptops or tablets that can be used for, you know, content creation, learning, all that kind of stuff. If, if, if products that vital can't get um, tax breaks or whatever, or, or incentives of some sort, then, you know, what's, what's the hope of um, Sony's PlayStation or Microsoft's Xbox getting that kind of, so that's the thing. It's just contextually, I think we're like we're super far from that. Super, super far. But isn't that kind of myopic? Mm-hmm. And I think it's oh sorry. Yeah, like it 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 kind of it kind of feels like a chicken and egg as well, because I mean, um if the measures are put in place to make it easier to acquire those um, you know, consoles and the like, it's going to just uh, most likely contribute to a bigger market when it comes to the whole gaming scene. And bigger market might also mean um, guys like the esports guy, Thomas, they'll have a lot more, a lot, a lot more, what do you call it? A lot more gamers subscribing to their platform. And in the sense, start making some online money through that. So, I mean, in the, in the long, long run, it does work like, the economy can actually benefit from entertainment yeah. in that regard. Uh, but getting to convince the squad <laughs> that holds the gates <laughs> to opening up to that, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, it's, to be fair, I think, awesome. I think most Zimbabweans, right, most Zimbabweans have been official trials and should game consoles be cheaper, I think. I think it's if mm. if that is one mm. of your if that is something that like is on your mind as it is on mine or on Valentine's, I think there is like a certain uh privilege there. And I don't say privilege like internet people, like it's a bad thing, but it's just <laughs> I think most people just have uh, bigger things to deal with in, in the here and now. So maybe it's a reflection of that as well. True. But I also think like opportunities should never be looked at in that in like in that sense that yeah exactly. of course you know they're, they're bigger things to worry about of course but um most of the gamers we have these days uh like myself grew up in on arcades like that's where we went to, to game before we could, we could afford the consoles and stuff like even the n64 and stuff we used to go to arcades and yeah. play you know the the, the, the the random tetris whatever was was there or the racing game or whatnot and i think um you know what? The one thing I always try to remind people is that California is built on the entertainment industry predominantly. Silicon Valley has yeah. as well, but entertainment ran that 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 state for a really long time, and they made a lot of money. Now, if you look at California now, it's probably one. If Iriega is probably one of the richest nations, like below America, of course, but it's probably my top five more. So, 
I think is, is, is important is like, we shouldn't look down on the fact that, um, or I should say to the elders, I think it's a case of don't be afraid of what you don't understand. The best way is yeah, like, definitely. let's have a sandbox. <laughs> let's have a gaming think tank or sandbox to see how we can best approach this. You know, it's part of entertainment because as a gamer, you're not just gaming. You, If you're going to be a gamer, in some respects, you're going to be a content creator because I'm sure like when I have people on, on, on Twitch, sorry, and then and YouTube. So those yeah. are, are revenue generating uh, uh, industries. Yeah, exactly. We, we yeah. should never look down on that. So I think it's my topic to, to to be like, ah, uh, you know what, you know what, you should you punish me. Video games bad. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you know, I, I I feel like you know we, we we miss opportunities because we look down on things that could actually make people a lot of money because they should see an ninja how much money those guys are making. Exactly. And it just takes you, and it just takes you you know one moment to be recognized by. 10,000 people to then recommend it to you. And with the internet the way it is these days, you can go viral. Variety. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much, I think I think Zim is sleeping on on, on, on the potential. There are a lot of gamers in Zim. Like, you will not meet anyone who is, is not a, at the very least a Tekken button masher, than a Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter button masher, born 80s and south. You, it's, it's rare. FIFA. <laughs> FIFA, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. FIFA is big as well. FIFA is kind of big. Yeah, I think yeah, there's definitely an opportunity missed there. But it's I think it's similar to the um, to the crypto thing. If I, if I read correctly a few days ago, you guys published something about the sandbox um, being made live, and then cryptos aren't there. It's like so if you're not even willing to try, it's like yo. Hello? Is it my network? Because everything just went quiet. I think it's, yeah, I think it's your network. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's definitely your network. Ah, okay, cool. Because I'm like, mm, this is too silent. But, but, but continue. But yeah, essentially, it's 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 then how bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough to, to make it a reality? It's like, I think a, a great example is a Lula animation. That's the one I know. I'm, I'm sure there are other animation houses, but those guys are like super brilliant. But that was <clears throat> the, the will of, of, of one guy, Pius Mignola. Well, not one guy, because there's a team, but he, he's, the, he's the studio lead. But it was him willing something. He says, I want to do this and going out and doing it. And whilst the industry there isn't like super huge, it's there now. You can you you see there the, the work they do and you're like, wow. So if for people who are like interested in gaming like that, I think it's at the end of the day, you just have to make the industry themselves. You can't wait for like tax incentives and all that. Because what happens is they don't come. Can't wait forever. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to do it. You have to do the, the hard work, the thankless work. Yeah, I know that's the part that I hate because you, you'll be a footnote in history. Like you then be remembered after some famous game. I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, Parem Zingwa was first PS5 arcade. It then spawned this whole generation of gamers. But back to this guy who did but all also, the cool stuff. You know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. 
I yeah. think sometimes sometimes we obsess with um with being uh superstars to the detriment of the products or, or whatever the content or whatever we're doing you know it's like if well i mean if you're doing it for fame then of course you don't want to be if you're doing it for a for a lasting legacy and then and fame that's where you hope to be celebrated by generations from now well yeah it's 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 tough. You you might not get that, but to be fair, most of these things, there are no guarantees anyway. Like, and 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 I think stardom, or at least people's obsession with like fame and whatnot. I don't. Is that like a good enough reason to like go out and do something? I I don't know. <laughs> I think people can do what they want. Eh? Like, if you want to chase fame, do you? If you yeah, don't want to chase exactly. fame, don't do you. Exactly. Um, but I mean, if you if you do want to chase fame, I mean, gaming might be one of the hardest ways to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's tricky. Unless if you bring a, a certain flavor to it, but otherwise, yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like um. It's about personalities, though. Like, if people fall in love with who you are, no matter what you're doing, uh, who's that? That guy, Mr. Beast. Uh. Like yeah, I don't get oh, yeah. the appeal, but I get why people like you. So I'm like, yeah, you know, if you form a personality that's a magnet enough for people to come view your content, they won't be viewing your content for the sake of they enjoy the games. Like for me, I watch Funhouse a lot, and you know they play a lot of GTA, and I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of GTA anymore, but I watch it simply because the people there are entertaining. Uh, because yeah. I don't, couldn't care less what they're doing on the screen to be honest, but. I, I just love the, the vibe they have. So I think it's, 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 it's that as well. I think that's one thing that's not marketed enough. It's, it's like people would be interested in who you are in your natural state, probably, um, if you tried you know, just, to, yeah. just to just repeat you. And it's refreshing, to be honest, like to, 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 to watch a content creator who's just them. Like they're not, there's no, that's pictures, true. no nothing. That's you know, even if it's off the cuff, it's fun. And if he's not even enjoying the, the session, be honest with it but you can get the reasons as to why he's doing it so i think it's one of those things that that's really not um uh, you know should be part of the content yeah i think i think i agree with you though. the most authentic usually seem to to win big but what do you think about then uh uh monetizing like we're talking about authenticity and the fact that well in the case of mr beast he's got like millions of followers but uh, authenticity in the case of maybe a, a Ferrari, a Rufaro, a, an Edwin um, would mean, do you think that's a hard balance to strike uh, because of the fact that um, we're in Zimbabwe, right? So maybe authenticity, it doesn't necessarily mean you speak in Shona, but maybe the most authentic version of you is a is you becoming a, a Shona-speaking YouTuber, which automatically, like... Um, Limits, limits your reach, right? And then the community you're speaking to is one of like the worst in terms of, well, maybe not the worst, but is 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 not as great in terms of monetization. There's not uh, as much ad money there. What do you think is maybe not the solution, but just generally, like, what do you think about that as a challenge? Oish, that's a that's a tough one because in my mind I'm like, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I like what. Um, Joey, the anime man, does. Um, he has like episodes that are in Japanese with subtitles and stuff, but obviously that stuff is scripted, so it's not that difficult to then, you know, get it translated. 
but even in the off the cup episodes he just like he can speak japanese and then you just get the subtitles so it could be a bilingual thing i think you can you can you can strike a balance that i think um it's kind of it's, it's kind of being lukewarm in a sense and i know people don't like that but you know um if, if we're having a gaming session obviously there'll be parts where we'll be speaking in shauna like in the sense because there's certain yeah. things you can express deeply chat in shauna so, like, <laughs> so i think it'll, yeah i think it'll, it's, yeah you can, you can you can try the best of both worlds and if the market gets busy, big enough i think it's, it's about building your brand i think if you build your brand by the time you get to a point where you can then begin to choose you can then say you know what i'm going full shauna youtube um and you get a following like you, you like i've seen people yeah. who literally are people who translate um foreign language youtubers into english or people english youtubers who get people who just volunteer to, to translate their content into english like once you get a brand yeah. once you build your brand like that like your, your core audience never leaves oh, okay I get, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I guess it's just it's just how you design like again how you're going to approach the market like if you're going to be a genuine and honest it's easy to do like it's easy to do like what we're doing now but like it's difficult then when the camera's in front of you because again the camera's a daunting thing because in your mind exactly. as much as you don't want to say it there are expectations that are expected of you to be while on camera and you actually even change but like the more, yeah. the more and more comfortable you get with that um the more and more you like you know what it's just a thing that's recording me let me just do my thing so i think if people can see that and again another thing is bonds like if you're gaming with friends and people can like project themselves on relationships between like the certain people in the friend group even better like mm-hmm. people we just be looking for yeah. that kind of that, that back and forth like again i'm referencing funnels because uh when bruce green and um adam kovic were there it was like it was a dynamic i liked and, and joel um, again those guys are weird crazy dynamic that i enjoyed so i watched it predominantly for them when they were around but when they left it's just uh, i think it's elise and elise williams and james williams those are the ones i watch now yeah. uh, so it's again i'm not there for the content like they're for the people so i, I don't know maybe, maybe people, no no i think i definitely get you i think maybe another thing you, you mentioned about um people getting comfortable in front of camera and and um at least or at least people getting uh scared off the camera and i think sometimes what happens with that is is you're uh, you're comparing yourself which is maybe like first video baby boy gaming uh versus someone who's doing like their thousandth video and then i think that's where most of the fear is whereas you go back to where they started and then you're like okay this was maybe as crappy as my stuff is right now or maybe even worse right but then people get don't don't look at it like that as well as as, as content creators sure uh, there's a progression um like even even with the podcast like it started as one of those things that we were doing and there was no formula to it like <laughs> we were there's just a formula doing, now now there's a formula like now there's, there's like a way but this one didn't have one because like i don't think it, it it's just that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say i i, I did see the formula i was literally scared i was like what what are we talking about it's really kind of like nah nah just go through just go through <laughs> yeah, but like it's easier to talk to people that you know to some degree like you you can feed off each other a lot easier when you you kind of have a, a baseline understanding so this one didn't need a formula because at some point we're, we're going to get lost in one or another topic but i was saying with the podcast like it, it started me being actually afraid of starting it because like there's that expectation that you're measuring yourself up to, to guys who've been doing it for six or seven years and that's unfair on yourself like make your mistakes learn from them refine it make it more efficient uh make it you 
and then it'll, it'll evolve into its own thing that is separate from anything else. If you try to go against a formula like, um, I would just pick the biggest podcast in the world, obviously, like uh, um, Joe Rogan's podcast or Obama and Bruce Springsteen. If you try and put yourself against those people with the high, like, uh, oh, first drop, bro. Was it my network? Was it not quiet? Uh, checking. I no, it's not your network. Yes. It dropped off. Dropped ah, off. Okay. Yeah. Wait, like I said, uh, but like I was saying, like yeah, it's like don't measure yourself up. Um, to people who've been doing it like for, for eons and eons. Uh, when you're doing something for the first time, mm. you're never gonna get it right. Like, don't even stress yourself by thinking you're gonna get it right the first time. If you do, you are either talented or lucky. Um, but yeah, I guess it's it, it, it's trial and error. And I'm sure the coder, our lead developer among us, he one suspect. Will attest to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, my life is the whole trial and error every day. <laughs> The way you said that, like, yeah, that's how it is. The, <laughs> the life of iterations, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> it was you, up, you, you pour on your laptop, you go to your keyboard, you start mashing, you try, oh, this fails, oh, let me try again, oh, this fails, until eventually you find something that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, that, I think the content creation is, is where it's at. I think it is like, like. The, who can attest to the to the to the putting yourself out there in terms of your face and your voice and stuff like that? You've been doing it for a lot longer than I think I have gone too far. So, Ed, please sage of YouTube, please <laughs> us with your knowledge. Oh man, ah, it 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 is the worst because like I look at some of the literally the first videos that I made uh, way back in what 2017, I think, and I'm like, wow. What in the world was I thinking, you know? And probably at the time when I was making that video, I was like, wow, I can do this. So, so I think for me, it was much easier because I wasn't coming in with um, a very high standard I was comparing myself to. It was just, hey, I think I want this thing to look like this. Let me try it and let me show a couple of peeps and see what they say, you know? And it's only later on, I think I actually discovered YouTubers like MKBHD, like uh, Lou, like, um, who else? Like popular, these popular YouTubers that produce quality content, I started knowing most of them, if not all of them, when I, when I joined TechSim after I had started video, because, you know, you would post a video, then you'll be like, ah, okay, this video looks cool. How did they do this? How did they do that? And... It's only then when I started seeing that, man, I am so far off, like I'm so far away. But one thing I noticed about like content on YouTube was, um, it was much less about the visuals and much more about the content. So you have some guys where they start off with great content, but the visuals are not perfect. And then they then improve on, on that over time. And I, I think pretty much on my end, that's the route I'm taking in terms of trying to figure out the best possible content before I can then package it into a video and push it out there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough and slow process, like getting there. Like, I mean, um, when I started working on, on the YouTube channel back in 2017, the Texim YouTube channel, it had... 
it had less than 100 followers. It had some like 80, 83, 86 followers. And yeah, it's taken, it's taken almost like four years to get it to 4,000 followers. Like I look at other channels, they're in the millions and I'm like, hey, just 4,000. I mean, I posted <laughs> so many videos. Well, well, come on, <laughs> you know? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like um, I think it's a slow process that just then uh, exponentially grows because I think probably uh, three quarters of, of that following has just come through in the last one and a half, two years. So it's, yeah, it's something that uh, you just have to believe in the content that you're making, believe that it's useful to someone and take the small wins up until you get to a point where, I don't know, you just get shocked like, oh, wow, I posted this video an hour ago and it has 10,000 views already. Well, nice. <laughs> you know, like, you get to a point where the performance of the content now surprises you where when you started, it was, you know, just a general excitement of I produced, I have produced a piece of content. Yeah. I'm envious of your 4,000 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, don't so, worry. It'll, it'll get there. <laughs> Ah, not even. No, we're not that so small. Zoom I mean, it's 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 crazy. And I didn't catch the first part of the question, or at least what you guys were really discussing. But I did kind of catch on based on what Ed was saying. Yeah, we were just going over the whole like, don't measure yourself against anyone, um, like anyone who's made it, because that's that's far too far away for you to be thinking about. Um, and like the one the one quote I left, I think it was on trash taste. Um, I think it was Giga uh, anime YouTuber. Was like, the thing you should know is make the content you want. Like, if you do things for views, you'll be chasing views forever, and you'll be switching from trend to trend to trend. And there are channels like that, um, even content platforms like that, where they just you know move with the trends. Um, but if you create the content you want, you create, I think, a more solid base of people who are there because they want to be there. Um, not like uh, Watch Mojo, for example, where the last time I watched a video was when I was in the top 10s back in 2013, 2013 2014. And yeah. I've kind of seen the views steadily drop on the channel. Like I, I was checking it out a while back. They still do well, but I'm like, yeah, that whole, th that whole thing is yeah. so outplayed. Like you're, you're not chasing trends and I'm trying to tell stories and I'm like, mm, yeah, you know what? Why don't you just guys like do what you love? <laughs> do what you enjoy. Okay, you know what? I might be like, misjudging them and that's what they enjoy doing and if I am I'm sorry but yeah it's, <laughs> it's just one of those yeah that's what I was gonna ask because there's also the um, the sometimes what you love is is very different from what uh your community is used to it's it's the Kanye West making a gospel album right it's like, you know, it's not what I signed up for. I mean, I, I listened to it. I think it's, it's it's fine. But compared to all his other projects, that doesn't sell as well. But I guess your point then becomes he is at peace with himself and, and so should any any content creator be, whether you're experimenting, whether you're, even if the views are dropping, that's not the only metric you should then measure your content by i think yeah quality as well like if, if you're doing what you love and 
I know it gets frustrating when, when, when you're doing stuff and it's not really going the way you want it to go. Um, but I, I guess, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I think you can attest to this, right? Like it, it's a tide, like you're building something. And then it mm-hmm. just takes that moment if someone just recognizes what you're doing. Uh, someone then identifies your, your, I guess I should call it design language, how you, how, how you lay out your content, how you want to do it. And then it just builds like that when yeah. people, because again, I think that's what forums are made for. Like people then begin to explain to other people um, what this means and what that the inside means. stuff. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think I definitely. I kind of. Yeah, I think I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's like this, this, this one time I got a comment that says, um, "Why aren't you making more videos?" Because I had like a crazy cough uh, in January, so I wasn't making any any videos that required me to be recording. And so that was like interesting to me because it was like, what? This person wants to see more? Okay. <laughs> They're loyal already. They're demanding for content. I was, I was super shocked, man. I was super shocked. It was like, okay. And, and I guess that's the thing when you were, especially in the, in the, in the first days, that's super cool as well because I think at the end of the day, that's what art is as well. Like as much as people want to talk about like monetization and and, and all those other things, there really are no guarantees, right? That you're gonna get um, 10, 50,000 subs and, and be super big and whatnot. So maybe it's, it's about what you said, being authentic and, and making stuff that that like, you love and by extension maybe other people like you or even people who are not like you get to love as well and maybe that's what the impact is as well and, and never discount the silent majority uh, there are people out there who are quiet who watch your stuff and then who actually miss oh, yeah. you and you stop <laughs> producing the stuff so yeah it's also one of those incentives to like keep going to be like yeah you know what i might have that one viewer who's gonna you know check out my video the, the 300 viewers who I don't know how long they've been watching the videos for, for how long they watched the videos for, in fact. But you know what, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to make them for those people who, you know, are probably too shy to come out and say, oh no, we like your stuff and, and stuff like that. So I, in a way, I guess it's shadow boxing. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. it's chasing tails, but it's, it's worth doing, I think. Yeah, definitely. All right, gents, uh, this has been great. Uh, I talked more than I wanted to. I wanted to try to talk more, but it seems like you need to wait. It was actually good to hear you guys talking, guys. Yeah, um, we're sharing some interesting stuff. And yeah, Tatuzit's also around. <laughs> you, sound, you sound amazingly humble when you say that. Not that you're not, but particularly <laughs> <laughs> the tone there just, just really did it for me. <laughs> And uh, thank you, Farai, for sparing time in your day uh, to, to come spend an, an hour or so with us. No, thanks a lot, guys. Um, I will I will pin you guys when the review is out. I need I need I need those three fake likes, you guys. You know the <laughs> likes we have. Even if someone hasn't watched, they they go and leave a like. I need those. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, oh, I'll, yes, I'll um... do one better. I'm putting it on my Twitter. Like I've, I've got 200 followers, but you watch watch and watch it. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's go. No, thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, super, super chat. Um, we should do this more often now. Bet, man. We'll, whenever you feel like you have something that I can add value to, don't hesitate. I will do, man. 
thank Great. you to the listeners um we'll check you out again i don't know probably on tuesday when we're talking to someone about something um yeah so see you then <laughs>